0: Welcome to Ree Gold's Dance Life Podcast, for dance teachers and dance studio owners who have a passion for the art of dance. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ree Gold Dance Life Podcast. Today's episode features Re in a Facebook Live for IDEA members. Join us as Re talks about getting some time back as a studio owner, new ideas for competition programs, and managing and leading your faculty. Enjoy! Hello, how's it going? I'm excited to be here on this Saturday afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm coming to you live from the Retreat Center. Today I'm here and I'm, I'm all by myself, which is an awesome thing. And I think about how blessed I am to have this place, how cool it is to hang out here and just be by myself, but that gave me time to think about everything that we were going to talk about or are going to talk about today. And uh, the first thing that I really wanted to say was congratulations. Give yourself a pat on the back if you're in the Dunn Club. I think we have a lot of members who today are in the Dunn Club. Uh, Lots of shows going on today if you are in that done club and you've given yourself a pat on the back and maybe some time for yourself don't think okay now i'm done and i got all this time off think to yourself that you're going to make next year the best season ever and that you're going to allow some time, some downtime, that's just you and thinking about your business and how you're going to grow it and what, what some things that you'd like to do new next year. Um, one way to do this is to say to yourself, maybe I'm going to give myself two hours on Tuesday and two hours on Thursday and I'm just going to work. And try really hard to make sure that You can work in a place where you're alone, where you can focus, shut off all other interruptions and spend that time there. Here are uh, some things that I wrote down that I think that this is the time of the year to think really let's review all of last season. If you have a calendar or a, date book, or however you do it to keep track of the season, that's a good way now to go back and look back at some of the different events that went on and what you might want to change. I wrote down uh, registration. So that to me is the uh, first thing of the season and something that we have to go back a whole year to see, but is there something more that we could have done to either get more registration or to be more organized during registration or to get more people to register online rather than coming into the studio? What is it that had to do with registration last year that you want to make sure that is is gonna be on the ball this year? uh scheduling as you're thinking about the schedule and i know for many people the schedule is done already uh, my my uh brother's school usually the schedule is uh very similar to the year before but if you're somebody who's redoing your scheduling each season think to yourself am i Number one, uh, maxing out my prime time. And in a minute, I'll go back to prime time. Am I maxing out my teachers? And when I say that, uh, do I have them spread out over too many days? Could I get them in a couple of days rather than several? Am I scheduling my competitive things or uh, classes that are not making... The sort of income that should be coming in and could I move into that time slot a preschool class a seven to nine class that would bring in more income and take this competitive program or this competitive class and move it to another day in time that isn't your prime time so so I look at prime time in the studio as, let's call it, the four to six time slot. To me, and it could be a little earlier for you, but to me, it's like, okay, here's my preschoolers, here's my, and know that uh, preschoolers will want and parents will want that 5.30 class, maybe even a six o'clock class. So during that time, I'm getting in a lot of my younger recreational kids. I'm getting in my preschool kids. And and the reason that I'm doing that is because that brings in the most income. That will help to fund all of the other things that don't bring in as much income. Uh, Also scheduling, I'll add one more thing. Is it the best schedule for you? could you do this schedule and actually give yourself some time off could you give yourself a day off could you pick in this schedule a time where you say i'm not coming in on thursdays because i've got this all covered with other faculty and that's going to be my day to get it together handle business and uh take care of things really think about making a schedule that works for you both personally and for the school financially what are the smartest moves um here are some other things that i would think about during this time of the year do i want to do any fall or spring events uh that maybe i haven't done before Could I do some one-day things, a one-day camp, a one-day workshop over Thanksgiving? Might I be able to do that over the holiday break? I just did an interview with Terry Mangiarati on uh, one-day events, and she said that holiday wasn't a good one. Uh, Could I do one-day events or something during the school breaks? Here in Massachusetts, we have two breaks. So we have, a lot of the Northeast Corridor. We have two opportunities to do some income-generating programs during the vacations. And if that's what I'm going to do, how do I plan now the faculty and staff that I'll need to cover those? And how do I plan now how I'm going to market it? And and how much in advance should I start marketing? Okay. Uh, another thing to reevaluate, I think is really important and it's probably fresh in your heads. And it goes back many months, but What are you going to do better about this uh, recital? How can you improve it? How can you make it better for your clientele, better for you? What uh, changes during this process that built up to the recital do you need to make, whether it be in ordering costumes, collecting costume fees or or costs? picture day, if there was a picture day, how can you do that better? Think to yourself, okay, this is fresh in my head and I'm gonna sit down, and I say this all the time, uh, with a yellow pad. I I can do it on my laptop, but if I sit down with the yellow pad, it just seems like there's there's nothing to interrupt me. And if I do that and I'm going through the recital, uh, I think I'll get more uh, thought of. Also, what would I think about, and you might think I'm a little bit uh, ahead of myself, but what am I gonna do next summer for camps and programs? And hear this. If I figure out what I'm gonna do next summer, by the way, this is Terry's idea. If I figure out what I'm gonna do next summer for camps and brainstorm with my faculty on what they the curriculum will be, what activities will be, what ages will be, etc. Can I not use those themes during these new spring break one day camps that we're going to have? Could I, could I kill two birds with one stone by taking care of next summer right now? And watch as you're going through this summer and remember and take notes on what weeks work best what what feedback you got uh, what programs were really well attended and what ones maybe weren't and maybe you should reconsider doing all together or how can you make it more interesting to to more kids so i say I'm going to take time, but I'm going to manage that time and I'm going to stay focused on my business. That's the message that I want to say to you. Please don't think that I say it's right back to work. Go back to work a couple hours, a couple days, if you want to do more a week, and think of it as your. Uh, having the chance to be creative. You're having the chance to create the new studio for the 2018-2019 season. Don't even consider it work. And know this, if you do that and uh, and you give it the time and you think out registration and you think out the next season, as you come closer to opening, you will have less stress. You will maybe be able to go away for a couple days right before registration. Think about having it together. And know this, when you do and you figure out what it is that having it together is and you do it the first time, next year you'll be able to do it, it'll be easier. And the year after that, you'll be able to do it and it'll be easier because you'll just have to improve on the thoughts that you already have. Okay, that's that's my first tip for the day. Let me know if uh, you have any questions on that, but now I wanna go uh, to some questions I'm gonna ask you. Maybe you wanna write them down, I don't know. So as I'm going into the new season, I'm thinking to myself, am I doing enough for the preschool and recreational kids? What more could I do? and why do i bring this up because i really believe that it's the preschool and recreational kids that are the future of our school uh later on we're going to talk a little bit about competition um but do i have the best teachers are they being and featured enough in the recital? Uh, Is the process of the recital exciting enough for them? Is the studio vibe uh, inclusive of the successes that are going on in the recreational programs and and students in the recreational programs who, who have achievements, whether they're in the school or outside of the school, are they feeling like they're a part of the community. And when it comes to the preschool kids, I I always look at it this way, their community is friendly teachers, or the community that they wanna be at is friendly teachers, people who who just are so excited to see the kids when they arrive. And, And I always say this, this is really important. Can this person who I've hired to teach this group of three-year-olds feel comfortable being a three-year-old because that's what they have to do if they're intimidated by that or they're not uh, free spirit enough or comfortable enough with their their knowledge of working with these kids, they're not going to be so good at it. So analyze what it is that you could do to improve both the preschool and the recreational programs. And some of you have heard me say this before, but it's worth mentioning again. The best teacher for your preschool kids is you, the owner. Parents love it when their kids take from the owner of the dance studio. And you may think you're not as good as as someone else you've hired, but they love it. And if you can be that preschool teacher and it's something you haven't done, notice how many of the preschool kids stay and continue. Some of them who last for the whole 15 years that they can take dance you're going to notice that they stay uh, because you have more invested in them. You have more invested in, in your knowledge and understanding of how to work with those kids. So keep that in mind. Okay. Are you doing enough in the community? I'm feeling like we take our kids to dance conventions, dance competitions. And when I was a kid, we were, you know, there was a July 4th celebration. There were all these different things that went on in the community that you could do. We danced, we danced on grass. We danced on teeny stages. Uh, I remember dancing on uh, hay in some fear or something. And I think that there was a point in my mind uh, back then where I was like, I don't want to do these shows because I want to go be on a stage. I want to go do a dance competition. I want to go perform professionally. But as a, as a business person and a studio owner, I really believe that taking that, I was going to call it a job, but taking that opportunity or show that's at the mall or that July 4th celebration or that parade or that community fair, I think you should start saying yes to all of it or as much of it as you can do. in a minute, I'll talk about some other kids that could be a part of that, but be a part of your community. Help organizations in need with your, within your community. Think about doing drives for families that are in need or for organizations. Um, build goodwill that way and and know this, when when our kids let's say we're raising money for a family that was devastated, Uh, they lost their home somehow. You realize that when kids do stuff like that within the studio, we're building a bond that really has nothing to do with dance, but dance is the reason that is bringing these people together, and dance is the reason that uh, this family is being helped. It's as good for your business to have that kind of a culture within your school than all the dollars that you could spend in marketing. So the question is, what are you doing for your community? That's how this started. Think about that. And I have one more uh, question. This is a really important one. Are you doing enough for yourself? And I say this because we're always talking about growing your business, doing more for your kids, uh, more business, more organization, more things to think about. But know that there comes this point, and I'm becoming an expert at this, there comes this point where you have to make downtime for yourself. You have to actually stop. Uh pull the plug from from the rest of the world or or be with people where you're hanging out and it's it's non-dance, you laugh, you 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 Do all the things that normal people get to do who don't own a studio or have some sort of a busy business career. Do for yourself and and know that going to the museum in your city that you've never been to, you lived there 20 years, but you've never been to that museum. Maybe this is the time to do it and know this. You will be inspired by that experience it will affect your creativity when it comes to dance because it's a freshness it's it's art for the eyes um go take continuing education whether it's here at the retreat center or the conferences or other opportunities that are out there expand your horizons and uh spend time with your family spend time with those who uh mean a lot to you who mean more to you than the dance thing means uh and uh retreat center come visit us this summer eight seminars check it out thank you bye i appreciate all of you thank you for joining us for Regold's dance life podcast